Welcome to Latte with a Lawyer, a podcast dedicated to bringing you the stories of some of America's most successful lawyers, figuring out what makes them tick, how they creatively solve problems, and how others aspiring to be them can follow in their footsteps. Okay, uh, welcome to another episode of Latte with a Lawyer. I'm your host, Jonathan Brickman, and this afternoon, at least where I am, we have uh, Renat Ehrlich from Zelms Ehrlich and Mac. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Thank nice you for having you. me. Absolutely. Look forward to it. So uh, I know it's the afternoon for me. I think it's still morning there. What's your? How do you get started in the morning? What's your beverage of choice since we're a latte with a lawyer? Well, it is a latte. It's a soy latte from Starbucks. Nice. So uh, they should thank me for the uh, advertising. Excellent. That's good. That's good. Um, now I'm done with coffee and uh, I'm onto water. And then, you know, this evening, maybe I'll have a glass of beer. <laughs> you should. It's Friday night. Correct. All right. So listen, um, I, 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 see, I see your firm. Uh, tell me uh, about your work, what kind of law you practice. So the majority of what I do is I defend professionals when they get sued. Uh, all licensed professionals are non-medical. That means uh, lawyers, real estate agents, brokers, ESCO officers, architects, engineers, insurance brokers. So anything that anybody you could think of that has a license and is non-medical, that would be me. Oh, In addition, yeah. So it's, it's, uh, it's fun because I get to work with professionals. It's also fun because they don't know what they're doing and they get into trouble all the time. Really? Especially okay. attorneys. I'm sorry? Especially attorneys. Especially attorneys. Yeah. Well, you're gonna. I'm gonna have you tell me one of your great stories and about it. But okay, I, I haven't heard anyone that just focuses on defending professionals. Usually, it's some kind of vertical. Like I just got off the phone today with a couple of real estate people, and uh, then it's you know physicians. But you all professionals. Interesting. All professionals. Well, I do specialize in real estate, so uh, I have a real estate broker license. And I get to do some transactional. I provide risk management and, and counseling or consulting, let's call it, yeah. <laughs> for real estate broker offices, escrow offices. But uh, the specialty is pretty much any professional. Okay, interesting. And you're in LA, I take it, right? I am in Los Angeles, and our firm also has a, uh, an office in Arizona. I handle the entire state of California have a few San Diego cases uh, and probably 25% of my cases are in Northern California. And this was possible because of COVID. So I have to thank COVID for one thing, yeah. which is allowing me to practice throughout the state. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, you think that really opened it up? Oh, completely. Because now courts are being done through, through Zoom. Trials are being done through Zoom depositions, mediations, arbitrations, you name it. I meet the clients through Zoom. It's just so common now that people never even ask me, where do you practice? That's it. So it's very so easy. When you, but you're not doing jury trials through Zoom. You're doing like- You could do jury trials through Zoom, but uh, I have not yet done a jury trial uh, through Zoom. And you can choose. So it's up to the parties to decide. Both parties have to agree that it would be on Zoom or not on Zoom. But let's even say that we want to do it in person. Yeah. So I fly up north. I sit there for a week or two weeks and we do the trial. It's not that hard. Most of the work is done to prepare for the trial. Right. You have a year, two years where you do a lot of work. Yeah. And now you do it all on Zoom. So it makes it very easy. Mm. 
Well, we're going to get to this, but I mean, I would think if you do have a jury trial, like that personal connection, the way to sort of influence is much more effective if you're in the flesh as opposed to on Zoom. I agree, but uh, you have to think about how your client might be if your client is not the most credible person. And a lot of these cases, even though they're document intensive, end up being about credibility. So if your client is not the most likable, you probably want to do it on Zoom. Usually the plaintiffs, the people who are suing, are the ones that want to do it in person. So think about it this way. Oh, you're on the defense side. That's I'm on a defense, right. So I only have to defend a claim that is actually made. So until they make their claim and they put it in sufficient evidence, defense doesn't have to do anything. Right. That doesn't mean we don't overprepare and and uh, we don't get ready for every possible scenario and and that we don't have our witnesses, but they they need to be more credible than we are to to, to even get the jury interested. Right. No, I, that that makes sense. That makes sense. So that's interesting. So defense, it's easier to to do a via Zoom than on the plaintiff side. That that makes sense to me. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got now, it. if I have um a plaintiff who I think is lying and I, I have a lot of information to impeach them, then it's very dramatic. So sure, you may want to have it in front of a jury because it's going to be a lot more dramatic. Got it. If uh, I have a case where I want the jury to fall asleep, Zoom might be better. Okay. <laughs> I mean, imagine I'm, I'm defending, no offense, please, uh, a CPA, right? Yeah. And the entire case is about some reports or tax issues. The, the jury's going to glaze over that. Right. That might be better for Zoom. Right. That makes sense. Well, I would imagine you've probably had some interesting characters that you've defended being in L.A. Do you have any, like, really memorable stories without naming names? <laughs> well, so, uh, yes. Um, I represent a lot of high-end brokers who sell homes of celebrities. And I have a quite... Uh, my share of celebrity cases, they're, uh, they're very interesting characters. A lot of them are not involved in the day-to-day -day of their affairs. They have business managers that, that uh, take care of them, and uh, they don't know, they don't look at anything, they don't inspect anything, they just don't care. They're very interesting. Well, that's uh, they, they, don't, a lot of money. they also think that because they are celebrities, they're going to be very likable yeah. and they could say whatever they want. So they might be caught up in a deposition saying, can we take a break? I, I need a beer or something like that. <laughs> so very, very interesting characters. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. What was, there was, a, what was the show on, in L.A. where they were million dollar, I forget what the, the real estate show. Yeah, million dollar listing or something like that. Yeah, I've never watched it, but yeah, I heard it. Yeah, I mean, maybe they were some of your clients. I don't know. Some of those brokers. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're yeah. I, I yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm allowed to name names, so let's not name them. <laughs> well, you would know better than me. <laughs> sure. Well, I mean, some show? of these settlement agreements are confidential. Some of these celebrities purchase properties in the name of LLCs. So if you search the core record, you won't even know who the real celebrity is. Right. Yeah. Um, how about the, uh, the, well, I don't know, you know what they call it, but on uh, the, uh, 
the Church of Scientology in LA. The I, I've been in there to visit. I had to leave. I thought I was getting sucked in. I was going to become a Scientologist <laughs> after they start playing the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, we, we have some interesting characters in LA. I would say that and interesting properties. When you see some of these properties, uh, properties I would never even be able to live in, much less afford. Thirty thousand square feet with. 10, 15 bathrooms or uh, up on the hills sitting on stilts, uh, properties in Malibu. So, you know, we, we, we have interesting cases. Uh, oh, yeah. For example, things you wouldn't think, uh, here's just an example. It's not a celebrity, but very high-end property uh, sitting on a very close to the shore, and they had an issue with seagulls. We, nor as normal people, won't think that seagulls could be a problem, but they would just flock the property and do their thing, their you know whatever they do there with all the dirt and uh, and it was all around and you couldn't even go out to the yard. So I mean that's something I don't I think you would only see in L.A. Yeah, only in L.A. Only in actually, L.A. Yeah, well it's funny actually Malibu happens to be a particularly fond spot of ours that we like to go to. We vacation there a few times. It it's it's beautiful there. Except you can't go into the water. It's always too freezing and too cold. Yeah, so, but the beaches are nice there too. Anyway, it's, it's a beautiful place. Um, so how did you get started in, in, in law? And I know you came from Israel. And I mean, how did you become a lawyer? And what, what got you started? So I think the profession chose me, to be honest with you. I remember growing up, I always knew I was going to be a lawyer. And I uh, studied it. I I got my undergrad in Israel and went to the service. I was an officer, and then I came here, got into a law school. It wasn't the uh, m most, uh, it wasn't the best law school. I mean, it was one of the lower tiers. That's what I got into. Yeah. But I worked my butt off and graduated number one uh, when I did and mm. got a lot, of, a lot of job offers. And I've been loving it ever since. I think I've been practicing since 97. What law school did you go to? Went to uh, Whittier Law School. Oh, Whittier. Is that in, yeah. that's in California? It's in California. Yeah, they had a law school in West LA. Okay. So um, it was, uh, it was I, I, I went to evening classes or evening schedule. I worked as a bartender. So I basically was out seven nights a week, either working or going to law school. And then I had babies. So I was taking care of them during the day. Wow. And this is your law firm. You're, you started this law firm? It is my law firm. I started it with a partner, Rob Zelms. We started it about a year ago. Okay. We uh, were very proud <laughs> of starting it and, and how we're doing. Touch wood. We, uh, both of us were equity partners at a mid-sized firm with, uh, at some point they, they had seven offices with about 180 attorneys and we just decided we wanted to leave. COVID made it very easy to leave. Mm. So we left and we we took uh, 15 attorneys and now we're up to 19. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. And, and what other practices do you do besides defending professionals? So we uh, do some employment. So, okay, well, let me say this. About 90% of our practice is insurance defense. The insurance company okay. would either send us the case or probably, I would say in 50% of the cases, we get it from local businesses, but they have insurance and we tender it and we keep the case. I see. So because insurance is involved, 
the majority of what we do is defense. So 90%, I would say, is insurance defense stuff, but it would be a gambit of stuff. Uh, employment, uh, ERISA, uh, debt collectors, uh, some, uh, uh, we re represent some businesses on directors and officers policies. So things like that. But all business-related uh, professional stuff. I mean, so that, that's my specialty. But I have other people that do a little bit of other stuff. We also represent people on uh, general liability. So slip and fall. It would be businesses. So some of uh, retail stores or um, okay. other businesses. Homeowners uh, disputes. We would represent one side of the dispute. Got it. But you're not doing trucking accidents and car accidents. And so my firm, I personally don't. My firm does. Okay. And we have people who do that, but again, they'll do that on the defense. Got it. Yes. Yeah, so and then 10% would be private client matters. So whatever comes in the door, if we think we can handle it, we do a lot of, uh, so because my specialty is real estate, I do a lot of real estate related work. So I might represent a buyer or a seller. It might involve a, a, a lawsuit between them or some other transactional stuff. So a little bit of that, but mostly defense. Got it. I just had a, I just got off the phone with someone that does real estate disputes and does a lot of trials, jury trials. So interesting. Well, well so in Cal, I don't know how it is in other states, but in California, maybe ninety nine percent of the cases settle. Yeah. And there, there there are many reasons for that. I mean, cost is obviously one reason, but uh, also when you are working for an insurance company, they they don't like the risk, so they tend to settle. Uh, that's another reason, but also because the trials are supposed to go within about a year from the date of filing, but it never happens. So then you get dragged. It might take two years, three years. And now if uh, uh, there's always going to be one party who wins and one party who loses. So the party who loses files an appeal. And now it, it continues more. So when you take all that into consideration and then you add the really, really liberal court of appeals that we have in the state yeah. which basically would return everything back to the trial court and say well maybe look at this or maybe do that you you pretty much are forced to settle mm. so we do go to trial i would say my office in california has about uh 250 active litigation cases we'll probably go to trial once a year on average so these are all averages yeah sure okay yeah, yeah. No, I realize that most things do settle and don't go to trial for all those reasons. I thought it was more like 5% go to trial. Could be, maybe nationwide. Yeah. California cases, is, it's very hard to get them to go to trial. Okay, got it. But you scare them into that so they settle for a higher price. We settle for the case's value. Right, that's right. <laughs> yeah, but there are a lot of things go into the value, right? The yeah. credibility of all the parties cost so yeah got it interesting so um okay that's interesting stuff so um what do i want else i want to ask you i want to ask you again you, I, you became a lawyer if somebody was going to become a lawyer today what would you tell them would you give, would you recommend they do and if so what would you tell them well look i love being a lawyer and i wouldn't do anything else i at, at, at the age of 56, I just started my own law firm. Okay. So that's somebody that's crazy. I'm yeah. supposed to start thinking about retirement. Right. And then I go and I start something new. 
So obviously, I recommend it, highly recommend to be a lawyer because I love it. But I would tell you, I've heard statistics that 35% of the profession have some mental breakdown of sort, uh, whether anxiety issues, depression issues. It's a very, very difficult profession. Stressful. So yeah. you have to know getting into it. First of all, it's not a job, it's a career. There's no such thing as a nine to five. You, you have to, you're servicing a client. We're in the service industry. So service means you answer your phone at all hours of the day. It means that you have constantly deadlines you need to meet. So you want to make sure you meet them because you're providing a service and uh, you have pressure. You have pressure from opposing counsel. It's always adversarial, even though I'm a lot of times I get really friendly with the other side or people who do transactional work are not technically adversarial, but they really are. They always have to watch what they're doing. Uh, so you basically have to answer to your client and then you have to kind of answer to, this, to, to the other side. And then there's the judges and the courts and all that. So very, very uh, intense and it, uh, it's a lot of pressure. So it's not for everybody. It's right. not for the faint of heart. Let me say that. Not for the faint of heart. Well, so do you use technology to sort of provide some mechanical levers and make things easier for you? Absolutely. And, and by the way, attorneys that do not use technology are not going to survive. Okay. This is everything now is technology. Our new law firm is completely virtual. We have an office, but nobody goes to it. All the really? documents are oh, virtual. 100% no, virtual. No okay. Interesting. 100% virtual. Uh, everything is on, on clouds, the documents, the software we use, everything. Our yeah, IT yeah. person, I've never met him in person. Um, he's actually on the East Coast. So, and, and it's not, first of all, it's the only reason we were able to open this law firm because if we have to rent an office and get desks and buy computers and monitors and all that, I mean, I would never have the cash to do that. Yeah. But uh, it's not just, the practicality of things it's also how you practice so since covid everything is being served online i mean by email uh you you log in to for court hearings and stuff through zoom you communicate with your clients by emails and texts everything is is technology right you use softwares to track your time in the old days I would have to write down, you know, how you, we have to bill. Yeah. Another reason why it's very hard to be an attorney. <laughs> point ones, a lot of point ones. So we used to have to write down the case, look up the case number, and then somebody would have to transcribe it into some sort of an accounting software. Now it's a click of a button. I start to write the beginning of the case name and everything pops up. Just have to do the description and put the time. That's it. Yeah. Amazing. So, you so it know, saves a lot of time. Yeah. There's a lot of time. Yeah, now listen, as we get more and more virtual and more and more re removed from like the physical world and, you know, metaverse is coming, uh, you know, who knows where it ends. I have to tell you something about technology because I work so much with insurance companies. They are creating softwares that are changing our business. Mm. It, 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 it starts with companies that are able to track how you drive so that if an use accident that. occurs, they that. can see everything. They could adjust the claim based on a software. They don't need even a person to adjust it. Uh, it also includes the billing. 
So when I send my bills to the insurance company, I have to send it electronically. They have software that goes through the bills and pick up phrases and things, and they have their estimation of what every task should take. So they audit my bills through their estimations, and then they audit them and send, send us back a sheet that says, you, you charge too much on this, or please describe that. So if you can't deal with technology, I don't know how you can practice. Mm. And I read somewhere, <clears throat> sorry, that they're starting to develop software for virtual or technological judges for smaller cases. So basically you input into the software, it, let's assume an accident. So you would input how much you're driving or, or, uh, and then some other issues like the streets and all that. The other side will input their evidence and the software will just say 80% that the plaintiff wins or the defendants wins or something like that. Yeah, it's amazing. Actually, it, it, it really is. Yeah. Um, uh, Banks are using it too. Yeah. They now have uh, softwares that could review loan agreements and all kinds of contracts that they use. I've, I've read somewhere that they saved millions of attorney hours using those softwares. And when they compare the accuracy of those to attorneys, they found that they were more accurate in, in identifying issues in contracts. Well, AI is being used for everything to, yeah. as a decision support tool, right? Because, you know, we're human, right? We make mistakes, we miss things. Right. So if the software is programmed well enough, it can, it can help uh, point out things you might've missed. Yeah, not every bit, healthcare, um, you know, I know someone that has a business that literally underwrites claims. If there's an accident, they take the picture, they run it through it, through an algorithm. It will assess what the damage is instead of a adjuster going out there. Yeah. Wow. AI, AI yeah. is being used in everything, everything, everything. So they, they so it's in the law as well. <laughs> oh, we deal yeah. with it all the time. So is it? So you you you're right. You have to. Uh, you got to adapt. adapt. You got to adapt. Because it's Absolutely. not going to go away for sure. Um, interesting, very interesting. Well, you're progressive. I mean, at 56, you're very progressive because it would be easy to say, eh, "I'm not going to change. I'm going to do things the way I'm used to doing." It. So good. I'm I'm the same way, and I get a few years on you. So I am absolutely trying to stay current because <laughs> if you don't, you get left behind. Exactly. So I'm with I'm I'm with you. Uh, interesting. Um, all right. Well, good. This has been a, a great conversation and uh, we'll, we'll put a bow on it here. Um, if someone wants to reach you, what's the best way to get in touch with you? They can email me okay. at rerlich, E-R-L-I-C-H, at zelmserlich.com, Z-E-L-M-S, Ehrlich, E-R-L-I-C-H.com. Uh, it's probably not proper to give you my cell phone. I don't know. So Unless you want people to start calling you. Yeah, okay. well, I mean, I love people to call me. I don't know uh, <laughs> <laughs> what about legal issues and, and probably only from California and Arizona. That's right. where we practice. Okay, very good. Excellent. Well, um, thank you for spending time with us. Renat Ehrlich from Zelms Ehrlich and Mac in the great state of California. Thank you very much. Have a great weekend. Yeah, this show, by the way, is sponsored by Emotion Track, and we are a legal tech company. And we do use AI to help trial attorneys pick up uh, 
insights uh, that they use for mediations and trials. This is great. I read about you. I'm very glad to have been introduced to your company. Oh, thank you very much. All right. Stephanie will use you. Thank you.